It's in his model. Let's see. One. Hey, everybody. I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod. You'll find us Wednesday afternoons this season and all Wednesdays for the PGA Tour. Cracking beers. Clicking names. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. We are here out of the goodness of our hearts. Hashtag not experts. Hashtag not obligated. No sponsors. Hey, it's a juicy field. We're at, we're in California. Amex, Absolutely. the American Express. You know it's a three-course rotation. Quagnus, have you considered a 10K name to click in your lineup? Are you going 10, 9, 8, 7, 7, 6? Are we doing the sweet spot DFS routine this week? We are. We absolutely okay, are. Then did you go to the TPG, the top price guy? This week is John. Aram. He's 10, 8. But your names are – you love all these names. Oh, my gosh, it's going to be tough for you because you do like Scotty Scheffler. He's 10-5. That's a savings off of Aram. You got Finau as a savings off of both of those guys at 10-2. And there's Cantlay here. There's Xander in the 10K range. Where did you go? You went up top, didn't you? You know, I think for I think if you're going to win a GPP this week, you have to have John Rahm. I think he wins. I don't see how he doesn't win. I tweeted that. I mean – you know, I didn't. I I, I wasn't sure. I, I thought Hoagie would win last week. That obviously that didn't happen. And I took Tom Kinn, who is the top price golfer. And he missed the cut. I'm not going to let that tilt tilt me. I'm taking John Rom, but not in my cash or my league lineup. So if we want to distinguish between GPP oh. and cash, we can certainly have that conversation. But but I, I do contend oh. that John Rom is going to be needed. I think that's a great place to start your GPP lineups. And I don't care if he's wildly owned because his price at what. 10, 10 8 is going to push you down to grab some guys that people might not necessarily gravitate to. I think that's kind of why the top price golfer is good for GPP lineups, despite the massive ownership that comes with John Rahm, because how does he not win? Massive ownership, though. Not so cl- quick, Quagness. I calculate <laughs> ownership. I've been doing it for years now. Um, I actually started tweeting it out recently, and it's uh, it's bad, I guess. So. Yeah, it's- it's gaining some some attention. Now, I'm a hashtag not expert, and my opinion on the names is different from the opinion of the websites that provide ownership projections. So the tweet I tweet – oh, whoops, I forgot to resort this. Uh, that is tweeted as an average, folks. So you'll see that – where do I have Cameron Young? Chi. That's me, C-H-E, Charles Horn Eckert. My middle name is Horn, if you didn't know. Uh, I have him at 20%. But anyway, the other websites, that they have a combined average of 14. So that gets you 16. That's how I've calculated this forever. It's never right. It's always wrong because the websites that I use don't know anything. They are bad. And then I'm also an idiot. So <laughs> probably don't listen to my tweeting or do listen to my tweeting. I don't care. I mean, we're having fun. Uh, seeing though, you said John Rahm at 10 8 is going to just garner some ownership, and people think that that'll get up to 28 30% like it was last week. Nope, not this week. This week is actually tough to fit him in every single lineup that you want to make. 
because of the juicy names in the 8K range and the 9K range. And then there's right. also a bunch of names in the 10K range that are getting love. Quagnus. Here's how it works. Ownership has math involved. So when you calculate the ownership, your average roster spot for the number of people that are going to be clicked, you know, your average dollars has to be under $8,333. So right. a lot of these websites, they're going to provide ownership projections with a number that's wildly above or below 8333 the average roster spot. So you have yeah. to be cognizant that some of these people are going to be calculating poorly. Because they just, you can't have all of the guys in the 10K range getting a certain percentage and then have that also not correlate with the guys lower. This right. is a math problem that smarter people have figured out. And I'm just copying everybody else and I'm making my own projections based on an average, but I'm also trying to make sure that the math fits. As you can see, my math takes the average and multiplies it by the DK dollars. And then I calculate the total amount and I divide it here by 600, which is the total uh, percentage of six roster spots, right? So then mm -hmm. 83, 82.97, that leaves us 30 bucks per golfer. So that gives you, you know, whatever. So you basically, if you're under 8,333, then you have decent ownership projections. So if you were to say, I think John Rahm's going to be 29%, and you calculated that differently, then you take the math here, and we can actually change this to have it be just mine and then we'll say okay so for mine if i were to put john rom at 29 percent, it gets me to 84.62 which is not possible it's we're gonna go over budget so we have to bring this back down it can't be that so that's why i'm getting like 24 and then this has to add up to 600 we already know that so down here you can see 602 so that's not gonna even work so i've got to go even lower so that's why I ended up with like a 22 myself on John Rom, which gets him at a 20.21.67 average. So I don't know if that's clear as mud or did you learn something? But with this, Chad Eckert, Horn, Chad Horneckert, C-H-E, he has calculated the ownership of 8,336. So technically I am over budget. So then I would have to kind of figure out if this is 21.8, you know, or whatever that yeah. gets me down back down to this math over here of 83.33. This is how I've calculated ownership. This is what I'm doing on this on our Discord channel. The link is in the description of this video. You can join our Discord and you can access to this spreadsheet and you can manipulate it yourself. You can add a column that includes your own projections and average those in and you can find out who is going to be the most owned. Projections are typically wrong. Again, warning. But it shows John Rahm is not going to get up there super chalky. Honestly, like 21.6% is not chalk for John Rahm. So I'm... I. I hesitate to even believe these numbers based on the fact that when someone sees these numbers, their initial reaction is going to be like, well, I guess I can use John Rom. That's great. I can click John Rom. Was not chalk. Perfect. Right. Quagnus? Dude, I literally thought that you just were kind of like, Oh, I'll put 14 here and 12 here and 15 there and 21 there. I always <laughs> thought that there was a mathematical component. And the fact that you've explained that to me, I, I'm very grateful. I actually don't quite still understand it, but I have a better understanding. So thank you so much. Hello. 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 Sweet spot DFS. Yeah. Qu uh, Quagnus is here. And there's another Eric. His name is Eric Darbo. Uh, and he's does content. So you can find him on Sweet Spot DFS YouTube page. Did you project ownership or do you project ownership when you do your research for the week? I, you know, I don't look at ownership, but what you just did there, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good, dude. 
Okay. Like, that makes sense to me. That's exactly how I would imagine it to, to be. And I think those are pretty uh, accurate ownership percentages, honestly. <sighs> That's the problem, though, because I do it at 4 o'clock. And then what happens is that I get you know held to what I tweeted at four, 3 o'clock when the lock happens. And it's like we all know that we make changes at 9 o'clock at night. We go to watch Bagels or we watch this or we watch other programs. We finally collect the ownership percentages from the – trusted partners that we have out there and we make changes now or or you simply just wake up in the morning and you're like oh i I have a little bit of time here let me check my lineups i'm gonna wait a minute i can do this now think how many people do that right everybody (laughs) so stewie's here he's in the chat he loves the math stewie actually loves the amex as well you could i just tweeted a link to stewie's interview after winning the gpp here so stewie's got a you know a little bit of a reputation um, we need but, we need to ask Stewie who the next who the Andrew Landry of this year is. That's I know. The, Can you believe he got Andrew Landry right yeah. that one year randomly? Um, okay, so Quagnus started with John Rom. Thought he might have to eat some chalk with it, but it doesn't seem like he does. And no one in the 10K range is chalky. People are being used and it's spread out. Scheffler, Finau, Cantlay, and Xander are the other names. I'm siding with Patrick Cantlay. Well, yeah, that's what I am too. I'm starting with Cantley in my like main lineup, but I'll okay. use Rom in my other in my others. We've talked about this before, playing your names over and over and over. Yes, not getting off of a certain name. I had an inkling that Patrick Cantley was going to show up at Tournament Champions and do well. He didn't do great the first day or two, and then kind of figured it out as the weekend went on. And I liked his performance at the Tournament of Champions on Sunday. I think he had like one of the better rounds of the day on Sunday. So. I decided when considering the names in the 10K range, which one of them ultimately, in my opinion, has the more consistent putter. Because in this potential birdie fest, quote unquote, putting contest, I want Patrick Cantley more than I would think I want Xander or Finau or maybe Scheffler and Rom. So I'm going to take the savings and grab a course history guy who's got some form, in my opinion, and I'm going to do him again. Because I'm not going to get off and watch him do well here and then have tilt. <laughs> exactly. Quagnus, we got Cantley. And then, uh, I mean, again, for cash, maybe you skip the 10K range. We're not going to really get into that at the second here. But for a GPP winning lineup, where are you going to start your lineup, Darbo? So to me, it's I like to start with combos of players, figure out mm-hmm. what my two fair golfers are, and then go from there. So. Uh, I'm really kind of between Scotty Scheffler or Patrick Cantley in my 10K range. Okay. And then in the 9K range, currently right now, I'm really looking at Will Zalatoris and Tom Kim, but Brian Harmon shows up a ton when I build lineups. And it's it's hard to get away from that, and it makes some really, really good lineups with Harmon in it. And I really don't mind playing Harmon, but... If I'm being honest, I, I kind of really like the idea of like Scheffler and Tom Kim together. Okay. Wow. Well, but I have my a first, page. My first inclination was uh Zalatoris and Cantley. Those are that was my first two that I wanted to build okay. with. Well, we have the house first on stop, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon has a good history here. He has actually recorded 26 top tens on tour since the 2017-18 season started, and that was the last time he had won. It was that year. So he has the most top tens of any player without a win in that same span. 
So we're excited to maybe get potentially Brian Harmon off the schneid at 40 to one. We've got a house bet on Brian Harmon. We're doing things on Twitter. Follow me at a Dino Realty. Uh, what else do I have on here? I have connections to California. You guys are big about people who are born in a certain part of the country where they play, where they grew up, where they're raised, where they're comfortable, the grass type, that kind of thing. Here's your list of names. It plays a factor. I definitely, I mean, if you're a PGA tour golfer right now and you came back to Minnesota or you were in Wisconsin or Illinois, like the John Deere classic, you're going to feel right at home. Golf is going to seem easy to you. I think it, it plays a factor. Shouldn't be your end all be all though. It should just play a little bit into your decision. Yeah. Or I mean, there are some golfers that play better in California too. Like, uh, Rom, for example, I'd, you know, figure that his strokes gained average on California courses is better than on the East coast, but I don't know that for a fact, but I, I think there are guys that like certain kinds of grass types of, you know, the area of the country, we already know that stuff. So, all right. So we did, uh, did you use Brian Harmon in your lineup Quagnus, or are you not going to go, uh, Harmon? You know, I really wanted to, he's left-handed birdie, Brian, we've been calling him forever. Um, he didn't make the cut though, because I, I did follow suit with, um, Darbo's initial thought, which is to go Cantley Zal. Oh yeah, yeah. So you would you for your GPP you went Rom, is that what you for think? GPP I went Rom, but my main lineup is going to be starting Cantley Zal, and then we'll, so then we'll... for your GPP did you switch Zal or are you going Rom Zal? I, I don't know yet. I haven't made the GPP okay. lineup, so okay. But, yeah, well, we'll stick I'll with your league. Now, we're in a league together. There's 30 people in this league. We're going to talk about our league lineups quite a bit throughout this podcast season because we're in a contest where it pays out after every major. So there's like a few payouts throughout the year. You're trying to accumulate DraftKings points. So this particular segment, the first segment that ends with the Masters, it includes nine events. And so if you've got a total of nine events to collect points, you don't want to shoot yourself too badly in the foot or go for that victory right away. So typically the advice that I would give the people, the 30 names that are in our league is to go more balanced, more towards the cash style lineup so that you can survive and advance and get to the point where it's the end of the segment or a couple of weeks before the masters. And then maybe you risk it a little bit more and try to jump up a couple names because we're getting paid out on the first, second and third place finish out of the 30 people. So we're trying to make lineups that are more balanced. This can actually be considered at home. If you're watching like a hybrid between a GPP and a cash because there are incentives to make a lineup that does have a chance to leapfrog everybody every single week. There is a $50 weekly payout for the winning team that week. So there's different strategies. You can go for the win every time you can go for a balanced lineup and then just try to do something. We're going for a season long payout. There's a lot of different factors. So this allows us then to have a context to talk about the clicks because this isn't a GPP. We're not going to try to go for a hell. We don't care about this lineup. I hope it's bad kind of a thing or take bad names for the sake of taking bad names but we're also not going to go so conservative that we're just going to go oh yeah here's our you know risk-free lineup play the free plays cash game so in that sense so i went with cantley to start in almost all my lines including gpps i'm going to go kind of the same similar way as the start of this cantley Harmon. how come you wouldn't do this we got veteran names that love the course play well on this type of grass they've proven it here on pete die before if you look at uh somebody tweeted it out uh, about 
strokes gained on Pete Dye over a certain period of time. And the two names are these two names. So it's like, I'm like, I'm okay with doing this. I like the savings at the nine three. Now by clicking Brian Harmon, I am going to pass over Sungjae, Zalatoris, Tom Kim, Sam Burns, the guy that won last week, Cameron Young, who's awesome, and even Aaron Wise. Well, I guess I'm not – I'm paying a little more to get so – it's just incredible that I'm playing Brian Harmon. Like, am I, I – here I go, right, with this – How is he not good? I'm going to fade these players, though? It's crazy to me. It might am be I dumb, a- Darbo? No, I think it might be a blessing in di- – I wouldn't say a blessing in disguise. It's just like I think you – we all have the same thought process. It's like uh, just what you said. Do I really want to skip over Cameron Young? Do I really want to skip over Aaron Wise? You know, right. not include Zalatoris, Tom Kim, that kind of stuff. You have to make your uh, – you got to make your conviction plays. If you like Brian Harmon, then play your Brian Harmon lineup. I, I have no issue with that and – his, the likelihood of him outscoring those guys on DraftKings points, I mean, it might be, it might be low, but there's so many golfers to choose from. Like, I don't know. I, I think it it really doesn't matter which one you go with. Well, I didn't mention it, but off the top, we we obviously don't have Josh Bennett here. Josh Swish is absent from the program. He's um, he can't get. I, mean, I guess he got food poisoning this week. <laughs> so, can't catch a break that guy so he's tony finau to start for uh jish and then he also he sent me a lineup that includes tony and wise so I, i'm guessing that if tony and wise are in his lineup then we can share in his model and show those names in there because typically that's how we get to josh's uh names is he's got john rom tony finau and patrick Cantley, which and tom kim so i mean the, the model spit out names that you'd typically you know expect to be at the top of a model maybe mm-hmm. um and then he decided he's going to go with Aaron Wise so if he's got Fino he's got Wise and you got $8,000 or $8,400 Tony or uh, Tom Hoagie there do you think obviously went Hoagie didn't he he did go Hoagie yeah so we're going to go Hoagie for his name what about you uh Quagnus did you pick your guy Tom Hoagie or did you skip him you know, I wanted to, but I, I just there's there's a I have I have a lot of brand names now, so it's nice, and and they're actually they set up well this week. So I, I could only I had to still cut some, even though I did send you kind of a long text rant about how I think you just play your names each week and and don't really second guess yourself. But no, I, I or you want to you want to know my AK names? Well, <clears throat> if you didn't take Hoagie and you're trying to play your names, and we're here at a TPC course. Are we clicking T-P-C-K-H Lee? <laughs> yes. But but there, look at – consider everything here. No, I clicked Adam Hadwin and JT Poston, also part of my broader brand of slightly terrible players that I, for some reason, play on a continual basis. So, no, I'm going to have a lot of FOMO. That's why I need to make lineups. I texted you that. I can't play one lineup this week. I got to make – I might make 20 here tonight in the quarter arcade for fun. I just, I got to have exposure. I got FOMO. No. And that's part of it is like, you want to spread yourself out and not get too narrow on one name or two. One um, lineup is fun though. It, it really is fun, but it's nerve wracking as well. Gross. I don't like one lineup. I don't know how you do it. It's how I started. <laughs> it's how I started. The, the origins of my DraftKings PGA uh, life were single entry, $5 caddy. 
Yeah. Love that contest every single week. Just make one lineup, six names on your on your PGA app, all highlighted. Very simple. And then when we went to the 20, and all of a sudden I got 25 names. <laughs> you know. Just I like that. It's that... fun. Yeah. Okay, I, so get, I, I get it. You're gonna play Hadwin. Okay. Uh, I bet you week... can pick the last two though after that. No, I will get back to that. But I just wanted to mention that each week on my Twitter, Edina Realty, I'm a realtor for Edina Realty with initial C-H-E. I'm here in Edina, Minnesota, doing it live from my office um, for some reason. I am showing you the predictions that I made. And I was pretty accurate this week. I'm not going to lie. The most underpriced name of the week is Cam Young, according to my list that I put together. I originally had a kind of... I kind of sorted. I got a little method to doing this. I look at the field and I sort like elite, really good, oh, better, worse, awful. Who the hell are you? And so I kind of like set them out ahead of time. I didn't consider, I don't, and that initial thing, consider course history or anything like that. So I have, I have had one at, you know, $7,500. So in a way, I wanted to warn you that I did move him to $8,300. He comes in at $8,200. So I, nice. I I was a little bit wise to what DraftKings would do to his price. But I'm a little concerned about Hadwin being overpriced. Just wanted to warn you there. There's a couple other names that are overpriced, according yeah. to what I would think ahead of time. But I've, I didn't bring the list with me. But you can follow me and see me predict the price and show that I don't know about Hadwin. Marnes is doing it. I'm going for it. Yeah, because he hasn't played. Uh, we don't have any, you know. Okay, so we'll just finish off your lineup since you're here. You got seventy seven thousand fifty bucks left for your final two spots. I guarantee um, you, you you figure it out. And if you, I you guess, guarantee. I, I, mean, kind of, I guess it's kind of stupid to make a guarantee. Oh, because like you're doing cash, are you doing cash game, Kirk? Yes. And then in your G, the in your league lineup, my my main lineup. Yes, I'm calling okay, it my so main lineup. Oh, and then you got Battley. <laughs> no way. Well, Battley was still figured it out. Battley showed up on. Uh... He did. You guys mocked me last week. You're putting Badly in cash. The only money I made was in cash because of Badly. Martins, I told you I liked I liked your line. I know, I, just... I know you did. You did. You're right. You were right, Darwin. I think but... I said Dylan Wu was a better value, and, and that proved me wrong. Badly. Well, was you did better. prove yourself right with um, posting over English in my lineup, and I used. Yeah, that your was advice. a great call. Great and after day one, when English was in the lead, I was about to text you. Either way. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Quagnus is going with Cantley, Zalatoris, Hadwin, Poston, Kirk, and Baddeley. It does feel quite brandish for you. And I and it just feels good in general. Okay, so now him. we got Jish Swish. We can make fun of his lineup that starts with a Y. It starts with Finau, Wise, Hoagie. And then his model would spit out Dietrich and Lowry, I guess, but he's playing Rose. Do we have wow, any idea why yeah. he's playing Rose? Roses popped in my model. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good price. He, he he shows up in my optimizer a lot. Same with Had, Hadwin. To continue on what you're talking about with Hadwin, I don't think that's a, a misprice. It, like the value for his his price shows up. I I think he's a good. People yeah. are going to click him. No, I know. That, it's the time of year and it's the place for him and he's right. proven it. And he's had a 59 here, like recently um, you'll see on this list of names, just swish click together that he is using Justin Lauer, lower, lower, lower. Um, 
And you can also find on my Twitter page a list of people who have had changes to strokes gain home life. Lauer, <laughs> Lauer, Lauer has had a baby within the last Uh-oh. week or two. So oh, I'm not shit. sure if that matters. Now, this list has really, it's given me the finger right back to me. You know, like it says, oh, you put me on this list. I'm going to be bad. Oh, yeah. Watch me. John Rahm, who had a baby in August, win the Tournament of Champion. And then you have C. Wu, who got married in December, win last week. So I'm not positive that any of this actually results in anything. Um, <laughs> I have removed Rahm from that baby list because August, you know, I had a baby in August, September, October, November, December, January. I mean, the kid's five months old now. It's not even a baby. So whatever. So here you go. Follow me. Get that random bullshit. Um, I think we go back. And I love that tweet. Thank you for putting it out each week. Yeah, I'm probably going to be done doing that. Actually, that's fine too. If you want, if you don't want to do it. Okay, so I'm doing Cantley Harmon starts in the 8K range. I wanted to pepper this because, of course, you want to pepper Montgomery eight nine. Cameron Davis is juicy. Got Putnam as my guy, and he likes this place on earth you got thigala and hoagie and cage lee and hedwin clark wyndham clark my guy I want a gpp with yes. him he's posting pinners. so i can't fit them all in i don't know what to do yet i'm i knew you'd love the ak range i was waiting for the pepper now okay uh i'm mr cash now i'm a i think cash is king because we we do need to reset a little bit of our expectations darbo on what is worth you know what is actually achievable you personally darbo you are going for the perfect lineup like that is your goal and you have an objective whereas quagnus and i we kind of use our gut and then we're like i want to go for the glory but i don't want to look like too big of an idiot and i also don't want to min cash but i don't want to play ownership projections and so we kind of <laughs> suck at the way we do things <laughs> and we never win and we don't win gpps that's for sure so i say to Josh and Eric on his text thread, like, what are we doing here? Aren't we supposed to have fun? Isn't this supposed to be for fun? And Josh's response is, well, fun is winning the lottery and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, is it fun if you never win the lottery to play the lottery every fucking day and lose every single day? And you're like watching the sport, pouring hours of energy into these, this content. And then you're not even actually profitable. What are you doing? So I think we need to reset our expectations to having it be where, I mean, it was great opening up the app. And it was like, how do I have $90 back? This is amazing. How do I even have $90 back? Oh, well, I have a $50 double up that's returning me 50 bucks. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, or, or whatever it was. So I don't know. All I'm saying is that if I decide in my head that I like these, these players or whatever, like I don't have to even do anything. I just put them in a double up. And then I end up guaranteeing either like some money back. I feel like that's, we need to figure out like, retrain our brain that that's the win the win is you're winning double your money that's a shitload of money when over the last five years of doing this <laughs> even I've with a gpp win i even have a gpp win and a couple of great showings remember the uh what was it the uh a hero i won a thousand bucks the hero and and the uh the olympics wasn't it the olympics no it was president cup one time oh, yeah yeah yeah, so I'm good at the bad, weird things that nobody has a freaking spreadsheet and a optimizer for. So <laughs> I think ultimately, like I said last week, I didn't know if I was going to be good at this. I don't know if this is a good idea. I tried to make a lineup that was cash worthy, and I think it was ugly and gross, and I didn't even like doing it. And then I like just said, okay, let's just do it. It ended up being my mo- highest scoring lineup. So yeah. 
I think I'm going to be good at cash. So we're going to try this pretending we're cash kings and tell what, what, will, what will really derail us, Quagnus, is when my cash lineup wins the cash GPP that's in. Right, right. Then I'll be pissed as fuck. Right. Or I'll lose all of my cash one week and I'll lose like $100 worth of cash lineups and I'll be like, that was the stupidest thing ever. Now I'm, right. you know, redepositing. So I think one way or the other that something's going to happen. But with that said, building cash lineups, if you're going to, you know, I think you need like four or five completely different-ish. Maybe you overlap one or two guys. But I think you need to have different cash lineups so that oh. you don't go all in and then go down on your ship. So I'm... We'll experiment. We'll keep doing this, but I think Darbo I'm going to be cash fine. king. I want to hear what is that? Response. How does that feel for a GPP optimal lineup seeker, Darbo? Does that feel weird to you? No, I just I think you're going to run into the same issues you have currently because you're you're going to be completely biased with your choices, and you're going to have FOMO, and you're going to do this one week, maybe two weeks, and then you're going to complete completely abandon it because. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to feel FOMO for not doing GPP winning line or optimal well GPP chasing lineups. So I don't know. You tell me if you're going to be disciplined with this, I'll take your word for it. But well, history from part, part of the problem with saying that is that not every tournament is created equal. Like the Sony open tournament of champions, American express three different, completely different fields. So then sure. I think what made me, think i could play cash is last week there was a cut you just make cut makers and you get into a you know situation like that this week there's a three course rotation birdie fest with a one day cut and then now i'm gonna go all in on cash for that week like that's probably stupid so so i, I actually have some ideas here it's all on contest selection but also like last week ben taylor and he was 6800 dollars seemed like the safest 6k you know golfer to choose from but he's a 6K golfer, so it feels very risky. Now, if you wanted to create three different lineups, one risky, one moderate, and one you know safe, he'd be in your safe one. And if that was your, you, you started that lineup that way, maybe you went, because I, I mean, lineups last week were atrocious. Like nobody did, nobody did well. The GPP winning lineup was like 100 some points behind the optimal lineup. It was like no one picked because the Because right all golfers. the good players missed cut, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, even if you start with like Hideki, you could still win a GPP. I even went through that in my review video. You could win a GPP using Hideki. Um, but the fact of the matter is, yeah, okay, last week, that was a bad week to even review any kind of process. Just just skip past it, seriously. Like, that should be just thrown out of your mind. Stay to whatever process you have. Obviously, yeah. for so for me, it's something that I'll I'll recommend to Martin's is like, I think you could create three different types of lineups. One would be like really risky. You put those all in. They have those contests on DraftKings, winner take all, 25 cent games. You get 50 mm. bucks in return. So so to what you're talking about, Chad, put in, you know, your hand-picked lineups that you really like. Throw them in there. You know, just do one entry per contest. And there's like nine entry. There's like nine contests that run for that. Maybe mm -hmm. you change it up here and there. You can get your $50 back. And then with the rest of your money, if you want to do a $25 double up, put your consistent lineup in there or your, your conservative lineup there or, or whatever. It's all about context contest selection. It's a, it's a video that I want to do in the future because I get my money back doing it that way. 
I'm really risky in all my GPPs that I, I run. And then in my, those 50 cent, I do three entries per contest. So when it, it's like, it costs me like $4, $5, less than that. Cause it's, see, if I have like six times three, 18. Yeah. So it's like a, I'm putting five bucks in to try to win 50. And with the remaining $45, I'll throw those in the, I'll max enter, enter the quarter arcade. I'll max enter the dime time. I'll put 20 entries into the 50 cent one. I keep my, um, I keep my, the, the money I put into DraftKings every single week around 50 bucks. So I'm trying to, with those nice. 50 cent, those winner take alls for the 25 cents, trying to get my money back through those lineups. So, and I think that's where you can also get really risky, put the same lineup in every single one of those contests. And maybe you can win, you know, like $300 from it. You know, like I think that, and you're only playing against like 118 people. So the, you know, okay. Right. So that's not even the, that's not even like the $5 drive, the green style lineup making. You don't even need that kind of crazy because there's, there's different levels of contests. So for yep. sure, make a video about that. My God. Uh, somebody in the chat wants to know who your favorite play is, Quagna. My favorite play of the week? It looks like Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> well, he's going to be in my lineup. I think my favorite Jesus play of the week. <laughs> well, no. No, I think my favorite play of the week is, he's not going to like this answer, but it's John Rahm. <laughs> he's going to win. Yeah. Literally. He's going to win. So okay. you're gonna need uh, your GPP lineup. All right. Um, what did I do? I did Patrick Cantlay, Brian Harmon to start. So <laughs> for some reason, my gut is on Brian Harmon, and I like Cantlay's putting ability. And now I need to click an 8K name because this is what we do. We do 10, 9, 8, 7, 7, 6, typically. I look at the 8K range and I wonder how the hell to choose. So I decided, okay, Cam Davis and Putnam. I mean, they're like, are they better than Thagala or Hoagie? Like, I don't know if they are, or even KH Lee. Like, I think they're all about the same. Where in Hadwin, I feel like it's a drop-off because I price them low. And then Poston and Clark, like, okay, I guess. And Pendrith, we haven't seen. So I kind of like, you know, I love Clark. He's my guy, whatever. He fits maybe different lineups. So I'm going to use Clark a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to use Clark because 8,100. But for the purpose of this league lineup, how do you not click Montgomery at 89? <laughs> I mean, how is Montgomery any different than even Siwoo at 9-2? Or even like Cam Young. At I guess Cam Young is probably the most underpriced and most clickable names. But I don't know. I went with $8,900 Montgomery because I also like the putting ability. I want somebody that's going to be confident around his 10-footers all over the place, draining some birdies, saving some pars. So we're going to try that out. Um, and then this is where I kind of got weird. Uh, oh, I have a gut play in the 7K range. <clears throat> uh, Martins, we've liked this guy for a while. Patrick Rogers. Do you remember us clicking him like years ago? Because we've, oh, yeah. we've been doing this a while long enough that you we clicked Andrew Andy Putnam before I even knew who I was touting. So, like, let's be honest. So, I'm into Patrick Rogers. I like the, the you know, he's on the edge of getting his first win. We like Patrick Rogers' uh, recent form in the fall swing was really good. He's got good strokes gained total over the last few weeks, months. Patrick Rogers, he likes California. Do you remember? Isn't he? A, was he on my list of California people? I can't remember, but nope. I think California kid. 
And I like this new, this longer hair he's got going. I like his little vibe he's got going. I think he's in a good headspace. And at $7,700, feels right to me. So I did a lot of Rodgers in my world. I don't know if I'm going to be really far off on that because we haven't seen him since the fall, I believe. Yeah, but, we haven't seen him since the RSM. And he really doesn't have the greatest track record at this tournament, but I don't mind. It's California. So I'm, I'm using that California kid narrative there that I used once before a long time ago to fall in love with uh, Aaron Patrick Rogers. And we'll see if it gets done this week. And then I'm left with 7000 bucks for my last two spots. And actually, I flirted right with that $7,000 range. We're going back to Ben Taylor. How are you not? Wow. The newest and best Taylor on tour. There's been a few of them. Nick's right next to him at the same price. Vaughn before. But we got Ben Taylor. I like it. He's also going to be paired with Carl Yawn. You on. What? You on, baby. The kid's good. I don't know. He was Corn Fairy guy just beating up the Corn Fairy tour. It's a really good lineup, summer. Chad. What's that? You like this? It's a really good lineup. Yeah. There you go. I got the approval from the expert on my lineup this week. So we're going to go there. So I'm excited. Um, <clears throat> now, so Carl Yon, Juan, whatever his name is, and Kevin Yu are both $6,900. Kevin Yu I've seen getting some love in the world, and he's kind of newer to me. I haven't seen as many results because he's got seven versus 28, you know, on this list. Um, and then what else did I like? I like hey, Chad, oh, hold on. But, did you hear on Twitter – uh Kevin Yu's coach talk about you won't see Kevin Yu before you hear Kevin Yu. Oh god, why? Apparently he hits the ball, you know, because he smashes oh. it. So this would be a Josh Bennett special. Okay, cool. The guy who that. smashes. Yeah, it just <clears throat> some 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 golfers who have, who are really good with their irons, you know, obviously makes a, a unique sound when you hit it. A flusher, you know, hmm. quote unquote flusher. So, kind of like Henrik Stenson. Yeah, exactly. Or Tiger Woods, you know, obviously. Okay, okay so uh, that feels right, right? Okay, so we did that. We did our lineup. We did that one. Do you want to, you want to give us an optimal potential with your bucket system, or do they need to follow you and watch your videos? Oh, my God. So last night we did three hours. <laughs> I was live three hours with a couple of people in chat, and we built probably over 100 different lineups. Oh um just theory okay. crafting, trying to figure out, you know, if we start with two 10K wow. golfers, what does that look like? And one of the uh, people watching loved Hinkley Biota, and there were some really good Hinkley Biota lineups that we were creating. Why would um, anyone like Hinkley Biota? Hey, I, well, remember there was a time where he was winning a golf or he was close to winning a golf tournament, had to get off the golf course because his dad was hurt in the hospital or something. Yeah, like that, that was like his run of hot putter. Yeah, so I mean, whatever. It, and it's a lefty. Hey, it's a Quagnus lefty take. So, oh, but, okay. So now, well, we don't need your lineup then. You go watch that three hour video or whatever. Go find Sweet Spot DFS on YouTube or Twitter and follow and subscribe to that. So, this is the cash game lineup from heaven. You guys want it? I'm going to give sure. it to you. Okay. This is going in the $25 double, double up. You can just win $25 with me by doing this. I'll do it. Okay. And I gave you the goddamn lineup that almost won. That was my best lineup. I don't know if I actually gave the whole thing on the video last week because I forgot if I did or not. But I was like, oh, my gosh, why isn't everybody just using my advice and winning and cashing in uh, double ups? Hello. 
clearly it starts with Brian Harmon. So shocking that I like Brian shocking. Harmon in my cash lineup. But I also like Cam Young because he's very inexpensive. He is supposed to be like $9,800, according to this guy on Twitter. Um, then we go into the peppering of the 8K range. We have four golfers left, and we're going to go with the consistent KH Lee. And we're also going to use our cash game Poston, who has served us well. Did great last week for our cash lineup. And then leaving us $7,650 left. Of course, cash game Kirk. Hello. Boom. Fucked up last week. I didn't use him in my cash lineup, but it wasn't. It didn't matter. I used cash game Kuchar. It was just as good. We want cash game Kirk. And that leaves us $7,800 for Denny McCarthy. Solid lineup. Yeah. Yeah. We're cashing. And then we could either switch this out if we want to go with P. Rogers in our world, or if we don't like the posting as much, then we maybe go a Davis Riley and we upgrade this guy to McCarthy, or we go and get more money there so we can get a Tom Hoagie. I don't know. You can do things. Make a good cash lineup. You start in the 9K range. You use Harmon and Young. That's what I did. And depending on what happens on a three, uh, three-day cut, a miscut might not kill you on that last day. They, they've been saying this for years, you know, everybody, you know. that, that It does kill you because it's a birdie fest on Sunday. Well, three or four years ago, someone won a GPP winning lineup with a guy who missed the cut. So I was going to say that. It's possible. I mean, it's yeah. – no, because they play – don't they play the stadium course on Sunday, which is mm-hmm. supposedly the, the hardest course? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, scoring will be limited on that on that day. Yep, uh, a caddy on Twitter. Ralph, what's his name? John. John Radhouse. Yeah, he tweeted telling me that they don't really care about where they start or like that narrative about you can't start at the SC Stadium course because you'll get fucked. You won't win. I mean, they he did mention and other people like Will Haskett have mentioned that you want your guy on La Quinta on a windy day. Because La Quinta is covered from the ocean. Okay. So that Friday, you're shaking your head, Darbo. I mean, I guess. I lived there. Just... I lived there. I literally know where these golf courses are located. That is bullshit. I, well, I shouldn't say bullshit. So the two courses at PJ West are right next to the mountain. The mountain could tunnel air in, and it could actually make it windier if the, the wind hits there. But that's a big what if. Okay. So I'm not going to say, like, it's a bad take. I think like what Tyler Tambellini or whatever his name was saying on, on the Pat Mayo show is actually true. There are different types of golfers. Maybe you want to start on the tough course. Maybe you want to start on the easy course, depending on your attitude, your temperament or whatever. I personally think I'd rather have a windier day at the harder course because it's already hard. Give me an easier course on an easier day where scoring is going to be easier because I don't want to make pars on an easy golf course when it's super windy and if you think about DraftKings scoring what are you trying to do get birdies or are you trying to avoid bogeys right birdies so i I, I would have an opposite take but that whole uh yeah la quinta is a little bit further away from pj west but like la quinta is in a residential area wind can hit there just as much as it can hit pj west it's i think that's nonsense well, and plus, I think that over the last few years, the tour probably got in trouble from the Players Association or whatever, however it goes, and says, make these things as even as possible. Don't give them an easy-ass course on Thursday. That's going to play extremely different and harder on Saturday because of the weather. Let's try to make these all the same, maybe. So 
it used to be like such a drastic difference when Rob Bolton tweeted it out and it was like SC 68. Yeah. And then it was like 72.5 on a different card. So we're like, well, here's geez. another thing, Chad, to remember Not as much. broadcasting, right? You, they're still right. going to have weekend time slots. So all the best golfers literally go look starting on La Quinta on Thursday. Right. They finish their third round uh, at the stadium course, which is for broadcasting purposes. So right. that's that's why oh, it's man. that way. True. So then the stats that show you can't start at the stadium course because they never win there. It's like, well, they're already starting off. This, they're bad golfers. Right. At the stadium course to begin yes. with. Right. Absolutely. So, yep. I think we've wow. covered it up and exhausted our hashtag not expert podcast that we do each and every Wednesday at 420 or around then. Um, thanks for joining us, Eric's, and uh, good luck this week. You'll find a contest. I tweeted a link to it. It is half full, so there's plenty of room to get a $5 entry. You can win yourself some money back. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Let's do – let's win. Are we going to double up? Let's double up. What's our goal let's now? Let's double up. Mega <laughs> profit is a double up, right? God, how something. Let's go. <laughs> Peace.